0: Hello! Welcome back to the second episode of the Discomfort Zone. I'm your host Amrita Vodafu and today I'm going to be joined by our first ever co-host Sky Murray. Today we're going to be talking about Black Lives Matter, which I'm sure many of you must have heard of already. It's a movement of solidarity amongst the black community that was born from frustrations due to the continuous injustices against black people all around the world. Today, Sky and I will be discussing the events that have happened recently, which has led to the media catching on to Black Lives Matter more than it has before, and we'll be giving our insights on how we can raise awareness in the future. Before we begin, I'd just like to say that this episode is going to be more opinion-based and it's just going to be about what Sky and I believe that um, should change in the future rather than being an unbiased outlook to the whole situation. Um, other episodes we plan to film in the future will definitely build more all-rounded and be taking a nuanced perspective, but we really wanted to kick off the podcast with an important topic that is very current to and is happening right now. And we really do believe that such a sensitive and such an important topic cannot be nuanced with um, the perspectives of people who are being ignorant so this is going to be a more unusual podcast episode where we do give our opinions rather than just being unbiased but we hope that you stick around for the um, later episodes that will be a bit different as well. So Sky, what does Black Lives Matter mean to you?
1: Well to me I think Black Lives Matter is just a reminder of the fact that Black people of all backgrounds and sexes, genders, religions and cultures, they deserve basic human rights just as anybody else. And I think that it seems to be forgotten a lot and ignored. I don't think that the shade of someone's skin, the degree of their melanin, should determine the extent of their rights. And it seems as though somehow amongst the cohort, Black people are still alienated and marginalised. And it doesn't seem as though all lives matter to everyone.
0: I actually agree with you on the fact that it doesn't seem like all lives matter because uh, not even just black lives in America, but you see that all around the world in the Middle East, for example, like Yemen and Syria, people are suffering, but we don't seem to be speaking about their lives and how they matter. Yeah, so all
1: lives should matter, but it doesn't seem to be that way.
0: One example of this, which we've seen just in the past few weeks, has been the murder of George Floyd, who was a man from Minneapolis aged 46 years old. He was murdered by one of the police officers whilst he was still being detained, and three of the officers who were with him were just watching and letting him suffer. George Floyd was suffocated for approximately seven minutes, I think, and uh, his death was later announced in the day. The death was recorded on camera by one of the people who was standing nearby to the incident and was later posted onto the Internet, which had caused outrage globally, leading to protests in Paris, New Zealand, London and every one of the 50 states in America. In some of these American states, the peaceful protests had now become riots, and many believe that this was due to the excessive force that was displayed by the police. For example, we saw tear gas canisters being thrown, we saw rubber bullets being used and wounding innocent people who just wanted to exercise their right to free will. And this was obviously exacerbated during this period of political tension when there were politicians such as the President of the United States tweeting cryptic messages like, When the looting starts, the shooting starts. Some took this as a green light to arm themselves and exercise violence on any protesters within reach. And that's really frightening Come from a country where gun licenses aren't actually that difficult to obtain because it can lead to the spiral of violence and chaos which we've already seen happen in the past few weeks alone.
1: Yeah, I just think it's interesting how the looting became the centre of attention rather than the actual movement itself and the whole points behind the protests. I think that the media cared more about the looting than the actual fact that the protesters were demanding full rights. And it was quite strange how looting was their main concern. Human rights don't seem to be applicable to everyone. And the value of life is just somehow worthless. It's worth less than the value of fluctuating currency.
0: You know, even Target did not care about the things that are happening like for example the looting happened in Target stores in Minneapolis but they tweeted that those things can be replaced they have insurance but you can never get a life back but it seems that even when multi-million dollar companies are caring more about black lives. Why is it the case that Trump can use their losses as an excuse by saying that the looting is what excuses their use of violence? I think it really does worsen those tensions. And we need to address this from a place of understanding So politicians understanding why people are so frustrated and making changes according to that, instead of immediately showing hatred or having their automatic instinct to just shut things down because that's what leads to worsening these tensions and it leads to the protests becoming riots and the riots leading to people being killed again and again.
1: Well, Target did respond well in that situation, but Starbucks, for example, did not have such a good response. So, I mean, what do you think about that?
0: Yeah, we definitely saw that Starbucks responded in a way that many people didn't expect. They, for example, put a ban. Now, this podcast is meant for free thinking, so I really welcome people of all opinions to join. And I know that many people do believe that it was right of Starbucks to do so because they want to separate business and politics uh, very clearly. But I personally don't agree with this. I think that even in the workspace, people should be allowed to express their opinions because their free, their free speech does not just end when they join a role or a job position. And I think if they want to wear a badge that says Black Lives Matter whilst they're giving you uh, your iced caramel frappuccino, they should be able to do so without risking losing their job, especially during the middle of a pandemic when it's very difficult to find employment now. I really don't think that that should be people's main concerns. But obviously, there are people who will disagree with me, who really think that that's not up for discussion and that's Starbucks' decision. But Sky, what do you think about that?
1: I think that there's a risk when it comes to boycotting companies, because them losing profit could just end up with a false proclamation of support without any actual action taken. And then there won't really be much change, because at the end of the day, it's just numbers It's all numbers for them and it may not be a situation where they genuinely have as care for the movement.
0: Yeah, I mean, you never know what their true intentions are. But if it is the case that people are boycotting Starbucks, which we've seen recently a lot, this may be a motivation for them to change their opinions. So what do you think about the fact that some people are using this movement or anything that's trending really for the sake of their own fame or clout?
1: I think there are just too many examples of people appearing to support the movement but in the wrong ways and i think the one that most comes to mind are the chain posts on instagram
0: yeah i really think those are so insensitive there are so many better ways that people can use their platform to spread awareness about this
1: yeah a chain post is not is not a way to raise awareness i think Unless you're actively seeking and signing petitions and sharing them with your friends and family, you're not doing anything more than jumping on the bandwagon. And it's not just enough to post about it. You need to do more.
0: Yeah. It's really not enough to just post about it. We, we, when we have the chance to do so, we need to take that opportunity. Because if you truly do care about the movement, like the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, the black Lives Matter movement you wouldn't just take a black screen and post it for... Blackout Tuesday on Instagram, you would really go out of your way to use the resources that are available to you. And in our case, for many of us, those resources are available.
1: Exactly. I said before, the Black Lives Matter movement began seven years ago. It's nothing new. We've seen these injustices before and we've seen the hype de-escalate after a few days, but this this cannot and it doesn't look like this will be the case this time. Because, because how many more lives are going to become hashtags before something's actually done about it? And I think that's exactly why the movement has gained so much momentum now.
0: People are tired. Like, people are exhausted of saying the same things, of carrying the same banners. I saw this banner um, of someone carried in the protest that said, um, Justice for." I left this plot blank because I might need it again next year. And it really does highlight how reoccurring these injustices are it's not just one time where it shakes the world but it seems to be a new hashtag trending every single week justice for this person justice for that person so we actually need to make a change and i think that this really was the tipping point for a lot of people
1: exactly and it shouldn't be a trend it's not something for celebrities to feel forced into for influences to feel forced into or even peers to feel forced into
0: this is only a small change so far right right now there have been loads of protests and riots but this is only the start of a much larger revolution it's not just a fight for black people you know like it's not just saying black people should go up on the streets and carry uh, protest um cards because it's not just for them it's for everyone if you have black friends this is your problem too if you're a minority it's your problem too if you If you even just have a moral compass, and and that's pointing in the right direction anyway, then it's still your problem too, because you should be caring about everybody around you. And if not, then it really is unjust to say all lives matter, because you're not acting like that. And there are loads of people who do still say that, and they use the most unfounded excuses to justify it.
1: Yeah, I think that the argument of black-on-black black crime to counter Black Lives Matter is the most used argument. And they tried, they try to undermine the movement with examples of black-on-black black crime, but I don't think that's a fair argument because crime is crime, and black people don't kill other black people for simply being black
0: we're in no way condoning this crime either because we believe that that's wrong but we just think that this is an insufficient excuse used to dismiss the black lives movement by saying hey this crime exists as well but they're two different things
1: i mean there are countless threads on twitter from a non-black person's perspective and encounter with the police officers, and there's a stark contrast to that of black people and it just highlights the systemic racism and automatic assumption that black people are a threat Again, Black Lives Matter because little Ayanna Jones could not relax in her own home. George Ford could not breathe. Tamir Rice could not be a kid and play outside. Ahmaud Aubrey couldn't jog. Everyone at home couldn't sleep in our home.
0: Even blood and Crips re- are united in the protests and you saw the very powerful photo of the red bandana being tied with the blue bandana, which really shows how big the problem is because black and black crime black on black crime exists, yes, but even if the two rival gangs of Los Angeles come together to force to face this problem, does that not show that police brutality is an even bigger thing which even they are united in standing against, it really does go to show that they are two different things and saying that black on black crime also exists, that the whole argument is undermined by the fact that the two people causing those crimes are now resol- they're, they're, um, resolving their problems with each other.
1: Black Lives Matter is a global movement and the UK isn't exempt from it. This isn't just something for Americans to be concerned about because racism exists everywhere and we see it here too in the UK.
0: Yes, let's talk about those examples in the UK where racism has also been, has also taken place but there seems to be no justice for it. Shukri Abdi was a sweet 12 year old girl who immigrated from Somalia. She was eventually murdered by her bullies in the school just a year ago, June 2019, after there were multiple complaints by her mother to the school about her being harassed but they were just dismissed. There was a witness, a fisherman who was nearby, who said that she was pushed into the river and the kids watched her drown and laughed at her. Other witnesses were also present but this case was left closed for so long and the ignorance towards her death was just disgusting. The justice has still not been served.
1: The case has just been reopened only now after a whole year um, by the mayor of Greater Manchester and I think that it was made hugely because of the pressure from social media and Protests all over the country, for example, the one in Hyde Park, and I think social media seems to be a stronger source for demanding and fighting for justice than inadequate attempts of certain figures of, society, of authority.
0: If they if they don't provide the justice for us, we're going to have to fight for ourselves. We have to sign the petitions, raise awareness. We have to contact our local politicians and push for justice. We just can't let them let, get off lightly with us if there's no justice, because Shukri Abdi was part of our community as well.
1: We have to use the voice that you have to create a better future.
0: In the same way that we're using ours in this podcast to spread a message that seems to be lost in this current political climate unless it's trending, we all have to work together on that.
1: I don't think people like to get involved and I know that we have a duty to get involved, especially as the young people of today, because justice hasn't been delivered and the justice system still has blood on its hands. We see that it consistently fails to uphold its promise of serving a fair punishment and delivering justice.
0: We can't just sit back and wait for the world we want to be to give in to us. We cannot let ourselves be muted. The problems of today will only be inherited by us, so it's our duty to bring about the world we want to see, whether it's one protest or one post at a time.
1: Don't shy away from controversial topics or meet yourself at times when it's most needed voice matters and has an impact.
0: We really encourage you to use it when you can, even if that means stepping into your discomfort zone. Thank you so much for tuning in today and we hope to see you next episode.